So we are continuing on from uh, last week when Nikki talked. We're kind of in this two-week series of words, talking about words, how important they are. Um, so tonight, as, uh, as Christina and I were kind of preparing, talking last week, earlier mm-hmm. in the week, um, just figuring out what we wanted to talk about, we just had like a really good conversation and we're like, gosh, I just feel like that's what we need to do yep. on, on Wednesday night. So that's what we want to do tonight is just really have a, have a conversation in front of you guys, between the two of us, but also kind of invite you guys into that conversation. Um, so yeah, continuing on, talking about the power, the power of words. Yeah, and I know um, we had this magazine article we read that really connected to all of this, and a couple sentences out of that article talked about words are important. Um, I know Nikki talked about this. Our words have power that we can use for good or for bad. We have the ability to invite people in or make them feel left out with our words. Um, And this last part is what we really talked a lot about, is that we can be honest and deepen our relationships, or we can keep things um, surface level and shallow. So that's something we want to talk more about tonight, about the way we use our words. And I know Nikki also talked about, um, like, God talked about the power of words, and he created with words, and he named himself. And there's always been a scripture I've really liked from the beginning of John, um, where uh, John actually uses the word word to talk about Jesus. Um, Because it says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. And we know he's referring to Jesus, because he goes on and says, through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And so that just, um, again, speaks to the power of words, to, um, to the words in the Bible, the words that God has given to us. Yeah, and something else uh, Nikki talked about last week was uh, how our words can create this inside-outside culture, um, kind of speaking directly towards, like, Christians and non-Christians just mm-hmm. with the words that we use. I know like I, I see this a lot like with some of my friends like my friends don't some of my friends don't believe at all and I, th- I have to catch myself sometimes like what I'm talking about because I'm like they don't even get that like they don't understand that. Um, I've also seen it with like some of my my Christian friends the some people I know that like just the words that they use it it almost like makes a divide or a separation between Christians like, how much do I know? How much do they know? Well, you, they don't understand that, but I understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's crazy. I mean, it, it completely can create a divide, a separation between Christians and Christians and non-Christians, both, both ways. So. Yeah, and I think I really kind of realized what that looked like and sounds like a couple years ago. I was volunteering at an organization here in Cedar Falls and was with some people, um, and one woman there just didn't know anything really about God or faith or Jesus or anything. And so another woman there was started to share the gospel. And I almost had this like out of body experience where she was talking about uh, salvation and Jesus and sin and this gap and all this stuff that it was stuff I'd heard before, but I just had this experience of like, this is so weird. Like the word she's using makes this sound so weird. Like, how would this woman want to be a part of this? It just sounded strange and impersonal, impersonal, but it was things I'd heard before, and that just really opened my eyes of like, wow, we have to talk about this stuff in a way people can understand. Right, right. Um, 
Yeah, and also Nikki talked about how like the words that we use mm -hmm. can like lose their meaning with like how often we talk about. It. I know Nikki talked about uh, blessed uh, last week, and how I mean that's almost kind of a joke. We all, like we all kind of chuckle about that, but like how true that is. Like mm -hmm. that's almost lost its real real meaning. Yeah. People make fun of like Christian lingo, you know, and it's kind of sad. It's gotten to a place where there are spiritual words that like the Bible uses and defines, and then there are other words that we have, like catchphrases almost. Like the one I think of is like, get into the word, you know, mm -hmm. like I just need to get into the word. And like we've all used it, and oh, we, yeah. we can understand what it means, but to someone that like has no knowledge of the Bible and stuff, like what in the, get in the word, right. what does and that mean? Like that's something we were talking about earlier this week was like these words, it's not bad to use those words, that's not what we're saying up here at all, but we just have to realize like when we're using it, because it can, like we said, totally like separate or other people don't understand or just lose its meaning mm -hmm. to us and... So then within that, I, uh, something we were talking a lot about this week that, uh, that just kind of kept coming up was uh, how we can almost hide behind our words, hide behind the things that we, that we know. Um, because I know a lot of you guys grew up in the church, you know, going to chaos, going to big house. I know some of you haven't, but I would say a strong majority of you guys have. Mm -hmm. um, know the stories, have heard a lot of stuff, but... Uh, and that's something that, like, I, I mean, it's personal to me, too, and I'll talk about that later, but, uh, but it becomes something where we can hide behind the, like, right answer, if that makes sense. Yeah, because, to be real honest, like, we have a lot of conversations with high school students, you know, and over these past couple years of ministry, like, we talk to a lot of students, and you can tell when someone, like, some people are really honest about where they're at in life, and then some people, it's almost this weird skill we've developed of, like, throwing out these catchphrases. Like, maybe you are really struggling in your faith, but instead of being able to, like, go into that and be honest, like, you just, I just need to get in the Word more. Like, I just need to get in the Word. Mm -hmm. And, like, we've totally covered up what's going on because that's a phrase we use and we get what it right. means. And yeah. And I think, I mean, really the reason that we got so fired up about this this week was, um, I mean, we want to help you guys move to that more authentic place for you personally um, with how you talk to each other, your small group leaders, with God, mm -hmm. um, instead of just scooting by saying the right answer. I mean, telling us what we want to hear, telling mm -hmm. God what he wants to hear. Um, and that's really, almost really at the heart of it. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah, and another thing for me is um, earlier in the fall I went to the lamp post-production racing the train um, which was really good. And for those that didn't see it, it's kind of the storyline of these students. They're trapped in this basement. Um, and there's this one student that keeps kind of pushing them, keeps kind of pushing them, like keeps asking questions. And someone would answer, and she's like, I don't think that's really how you feel. And would keep pushing and pushing until then this character would just like say it. Like you could tell, like they were being super honest. And then it was this moment of like, wow, like I've never said that out loud before. And that was freeing and that was powerful. And I just, that kept happening within this production. And I was sitting there being like, oh my gosh, this is like what we want a small group to be like. And then I was kind of questioning like, do we know how to do that? Like, do we know how to be that honest to share that thing we've never shared with anyone before? You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and something we were also talking about was uh, we don't want you to hear from this conversation 
that we're gonna be the word police, that you can't use these words or anything like that, um, because they're not bad words. Like, mm -hmm. you can't, like, we're not saying you can't say these things or talk like this, use these, you know, Bible words or whatever you wanna call it, this lingo, but um, at the heart of it, we just wanna move you to that more authentic place is because, I mean, we care and we've experienced that, so, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, because I know the thing that really resonated with the two of us was um, like not hiding behind our words. Um, I know that you said that really connected with you. It's like, how yeah. did that happen in your life? So for me, like I, I personally, I, I grew up in the church. Uh, uh, my dad worked at the church from, I mean, since I was born. Um, I mean, he works here at this church. Um, so for the longest time, I mean, I... I went to church. That's what we did on Sundays. I mean, there wasn't, there really wasn't a Sunday that we, that we skipped, that we missed. I went to Sunday school. Uh, I went to, you know, our junior high ministry at the time. I went to Big House. I mean, I was sitting in the seats, like, years ago. Like, I mean, I was right here with you guys. Um, so, I mean, I s connect with you guys so much. I, like, I get it. Um, so, for me, yeah, growing up in the church, I knew the, I knew the stories. I knew the answers. I knew the right things to say. Um, but it took me so long to like move to a more authentic place. Um, I just, it didn't, I like really hid behind what I knew for a long time. Um, I was scared of giving that, that everything up um, to God really like trusting in that mm -hmm. and getting to know Jesus and believing that, believing what I read, believing what I heard. Um, yeah, and like throughout, throughout, like, I mean, junior high, high school, I mean, I had these, like, you know, we talk about the caravan highs or the mission trip highs, you know, like I would go on these trips and, and I would have real encounters with God, and I'm sure some of you know what I'm talking about, but then, you know, come home a couple months later, I'd mess up, do something, I would sin, you know, from what I was told kind of thing. And I would feel like I started at ground zero. I'm just like, man, I'm worthless. What did I do? I'm not, I'm not good at this. Mm -hmm. I suck at being this, old, this Christian thing. Because at the time, I didn't understand it. I didn't understand it. But I, but I knew the right answers. You know what I mean? It was this weird dynamic. Um, yeah, I, I, th I thought being a Christian was like all about these rules, mm -hmm. these guidelines I had to follow. And I just kept messing up at it. You know, it's like no one wants to do something they suck at. You know, if you are really bad at basketball, you probably don't really want to play basketball. Right? Like, I'm super bad at basketball. I hate playing basketball. But for me, like, I, I felt like I was bad at doing this whole Christian thing. So I was like, I don't want to do it. But then I would, like, keep having these, like, experiences and these encounters and but they, oh my gosh, I mean, it was just these ups and downs, ups and downs, ups mm -hmm. and downs, and it was exhausting. It was exhausting, so. So then what changed? Because you're out, like, that's not how you would describe your life now. So kind of what brought the right. change? What brought the authenticity? Right. Um, yeah, and the, I mean, the crazy thing is, like, it, my life got a lot worse before it got better. And that's the hard part, like, that's hard to say. Um, so like I said, I had these real encounters with Jesus, um, with God, feeling connected, feeling something different. Um, I mean, I, I, I've had a couple like really supernatural 
weird experiences before that has helped that and like but I still like walked away and just like man I don't want to do this I don't Mm -hmm. I I don't know I just wasn't like rooted in it Um, so then when I got to college I was like man I I, I'm just gonna do my own thing like I I'm, I'm, I'm done with this I'm gonna like I think I can make a better life for me than what God has planned so I mean I completely walked away Oh my gosh, I was in a really dark, dark place. And I know some of you, like I've talked about this before. Um, I mean, I filled my life with everything you can think of just because I thought like, yeah, that'd make me happy. And I'll tell you what, like for a short amount of time, like it did. It really did. But like I, geez, I did not know that at the end of it, I was just going to be like so broken, Mm -hmm. so lonely, so depressed, so anxious, like felt so flipping alone like I didn't know that I didn't get that so um, yeah I mean that went on for a long time yeah throughout college and then like my most honest answer like to you guys like I don't even think a lot of people know this but like uh, I really didn't accept like Jesus into my heart I mean I know that's kind of buzzwordy I'm trying not to use like this buzzword lingo but uh, I really didn't like surrender at all until I graduated college. And it was a month, month before I started working at NAS. And it's crazy, like, I mean, I remember like I was on the, I was on a caravan helping out actually. Yep, Sorry. Mountain High. <laughs> Um, yeah, and like it was that night. I was just like, man, I'm so tired of this. I'm so sick of this. Like, trying to fill my life with all this stuff, and or say like at such a dead end. I was like, all right, I'm done. Mm-hmm. I'm in. Yep. And I, like God's like, all right, you're in. <laughs> Go work Mo- at a church. Month later, hey, want to come work at Nats? Hooey. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Yeah, let's do it, you know? But, like, it wasn't until then that, like, I really, like, was able to be like, Jesus, yeah, okay, let's do this. And my life has radically been different. I mean, I'm a different person from, from who I used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and God just kept bringing me back, bringing me back, and I kept wandering away, but, like, he brought me back. So... That's how I moved to yeah. this more authentic place. Like, it sucks, but, like, I, I was in a really bad spot. And then I was just, like, done, and I gave it to God, and, like, something happened. Something has changed. I'm a different mm-hmm. person. So. Yeah. Well, I know there's something, because we were at that conference last week. I know there's something one of the speakers said that just really hit home to you. Yeah. Um, I can't even remember who it was. I think it was Eric Mason. One of the speakers just said, we need to remember who we were before we knew Jesus. And that just like, geez, I've been thinking about that so much last week. And it's been so like, it's almost, I guess really has brought me to my knees. Just like, I was so lost and sad and just in a dark, lonely Mm -hmm. place before Jesus. Yep. And Jesus has changed my life. And that's why I'm here. That's why I'm sitting right here. That's why like, you know, your leaders, your small group leaders are here. So, um, yeah, um, 
So, I mean, for you, like, what did it look like in your life authentically, like, living yeah. for Jesus? Because, um, like, that statement you just said, like, we need to remember who we are before Jesus. I think if you would look at my life, it's not like I acted really different before a real pivotal moment with my faith. But the way I think about my life is um, I can look back, like, from college till now, and really realize that, like, I've become a person with Jesus that I just couldn't have become without him. Like there's, um, he just took me on this path that is so much better than what I had planned for myself. Um, and kind of some things that started that, because I um, grew up knowing about God, grew up, you know, from an early age having, you know, a type of a faith relationship, but I just really can think back to a pivotal moment for me was that senior year of high school. And it's like, I knew God just wanted me to say a simple prayer of like, God, what do you want for my life? You know, like everyone's asking you about where you're going to go to college, what you're going to major in and all these things. And it's like, I knew God should be a part of that, but I just had this weird fear that like really um, committing every area, all of my life to him meant like that he was going to ask me to be like a missionary in Africa or something like that. And I don't really know where that comes from, but I just had this fear that it meant like, this just really out there life that I would hate, but that's what it meant, like, when you commit, you become a missionary, and so I just didn't do that, and, like, we were talking, and I actually started off college at Iowa State, and really, the only reason I went there is because, like, some of my really good friends were going there, which is not a good reason to pick a college, I'll just say that, um, I just picked a major, I thought it'd be really fun, sounded really cool, it's interior design, by the way, um, <laughs> And I remember sitting in a drawing class just being like, what am I doing? Like, <laughs> I'm the least artistic person in my family. I do not enjoy drawing. Like, what am I doing? Um, and I just continued to have that, almost like this urge of just like, just pray. Just pray and ask. And so I finally was like, okay, I've been thinking about this for months, like literally months, and I'm just going to do it. What can happen? And so it was just a simple prayer of like, God, what do you want for me? And I just immediately just knew I wanted to like work with young women. That was such a clear answer. And that kind of led me on a path of what in the world does that look like in college or a major. Um, I transferred schools a couple times. I ended up at Northwestern in St. Paul, Minnesota, which is a, like a Bible school, a Christian school. Um, was a youth ministry major and thought like, man, I got this all figured out. Like God was faithful, he answered my prayer. Um, and I went to Northwestern and it just kind of like seemed like things were really falling into place. Yeah. So, like, there wasn't any, like, dramatic change. Yeah, not really. Or shift not, or yeah. anything like that. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, something we, like, talked about earlier, but, like, was that, was life still hard? Mm -hmm. Like, what did that, what did life, like, what did life still, still bring you? Yeah. I think this is, like, a picture of what it means to, like, have Jesus in your life is, like, letting him lead you and, like, guide you. Um, that doesn't mean everything is, like, perfect and happy. And I think that's what I experienced. Mm -hmm. I knew I was supposed to be at Northwestern. I knew I was learning what I was supposed to be learning. But there were still hard things. Like, um, uh, like I had a lot of problems with roommates. Like, we just had a lot of conflict. Um, at the end of my sophomore year, my friend group just blew up because of some stuff going on that, like, I'd never experienced before with friends. And that was, like, really hard. 
um, just different things. Like I didn't have a lot of money to spend, so like that was stressful in college. Um, I just thought, here I was at this Christian college, sure I'm gonna meet this perfect guy, and that wasn't happening, and that was really hard. So it's like, then that makes me question of like, well God, I know I'm where you want me, like, so why aren't you like fixing everything mm-hmm. about my life here? Um, and I think I've seen that in other areas of my life of, um, because it's like my senior year of college, where that's like so much panic because I loved my classes, I loved my major, I had like such good friends and I loved that school, but yet I was like, what am I gonna do after graduation? Like I literally felt like I have no skill sets like to find a job after graduation. And I, um, cause growing up I was a part of a youth group, but it was nothing like that looks like this. So I was like, I don't wanna do that. Like I don't wanna work in a church, but what in the world am I gonna do with this ministry major? And so I actually, um, like I graduated college and I applied for a lot of jobs in Minneapolis and I did not get any of them. Like I got so many no's, like so many closed doors. Um, So I actually moved in with my parents in August after graduating and just felt like, well, there you go, ultimate failure. (laughs) Moved in with parents after college, like big failure right there. Um, So that was August, but then it was like two and a half months later in October, I started working at NAS and I thought that'd be a great foot in the door. I thought maybe that was some part-time job I'd get started with in ministry. It was a full-time job doing kind of behind-the-scenes administrative ministry. Um, I learned so much, got really connected with good people. Two years later, became a high school youth director. Um, And then I look at now of like being able to do trips like caravan, being a part of big house. Like I could have never imagined like those things being a part of my life. Oh yeah, I mean, same thing with my life too it's Mm -hmm. like after I finally like gave my life to Jesus and said like okay every morning I'm gonna wake up and I'm gonna try my best to Mm -hmm. live it for Jesus and love other people um that my life has gone on to like I've done so many awesome things experienced so many things like I love my job and like I get to hang out with you guys and like I would have never imagined that like this Mm -hmm. is what I get to do yep um I just and now, I mean, God's not calling every single one of us to, you know, to ministry, mm-hmm. but, like, I just fully believe that, you know, once we really decide, like, God, take my life, like, I'm, I'm yours. Yeah. Like, like it's, it's not always awesome what you pictured it, what it would be. Right. And it doesn't mean there aren't hard times, but, like, right. I can very much say, like, it is so much better than a plan I could have come up with on my own. Yeah. Like, if I'm really going to be serious and look at my life, like, it's so good. Like, God is so good yeah. with what he's had for us. So, Christina, for you, like, has there been a, a, a verse that's kind of followed you through mm-hmm. through your life that's kind of meant a lot a lot to you? There is. Um, Philippians 3, 13 through 14. We actually used this on Caravan a couple years ago. Um, Forgetting what is behind, behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on towards the... Um, goal, which Christ has called me heavenward. And um, that was my confirmation verse in eighth grade. It was a verse my mom had shared with me, and it just really hit home. And so I keep turning to that verse to give that, like, eternal perspective. Like, life is more than what's here on earth. Like, life is more than stages and milestones or a car or a house or a marriage or anything. Like, remembering, like, the goal is, like, unity with God Mm -hmm. in heaven. And so... And it reminds me of that, like, calling to ministry. Like, that's something I feel like God wants me to do. It just kind of, it can fuel me on, in a way. Yeah. But what about you? Uh, Mine is Matthew 
22, verse uh, 37, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. I think that it's funny, like this, this verse has been like bouncing around in my head for, I mean, I think like since junior high or even before that, and like I am so bad at memorizing scripture, I, I really am. I'm really bad at it, but like for some reason, like this is always a verse that I could say and remember. And I really didn't even connect the dots until earlier this week that I was just like, oh my gosh, I think like God was just like, Elliot, go all in. Like love me with everything you have, with your heart, your mind, your soul, with everything you have, love me. Like devote your life to me. Mm-hmm. Because I kept like, having these experiences with him and then walking away. Having these experiences with him, like real encounters, but then thought I like could do things better or I'd mess up and like ashamed to go back to God. Yeah. But like, but this verse was just like, everything you got, like bring it to me. So, yeah. Well, and you did mention earlier, like you've had supernatural experiences. Yeah. Um, so in junior year of high school, maybe? I don't, yeah, I think it was junior year of high school went on a mission trip to San Francisco, and um, this was kind of in between a time that, like, a really low spot in my life, but uh, one night, one of the leaders came up and asked if uh, she could pray for me, and just started praying for me in such a way that I was like, it was weird, like, I really can't even put words to it, guys, like, (laughs) the best way to say, like, I felt like I was on drugs, like, I, I'm not kidding you. Like, I felt, like, different. I felt, like, warm and, like, bright. And, like, she started praying for things that, like, she didn't know that was going on in my life. She didn't know I was struggling with that. Um, now, I wouldn't say that, like, I audibly heard God speaking to me, but there was no doubt in my mind that, like, what she was saying was, like, through God into me. Mm-hmm. And then I heard, like, in my head, and it wasn't like, again, it, I didn't hear audibly, but it was just like this, this feeling, this voice in my head. It was almost like me talking to myself, but it wasn't my, it was like a really calm Elliot voice. You know, like, how we all have, like, a conscious, and, like, we talk to ourselves in our head? Do you know what I'm talking about? Just you. I'm just not, I, just oh, you. gosh, this is super weird now. You know what I'm talking about, though. Uh, but it was like, me like talking to myself like quit running give it to God and then I felt like I just like heard the voices in my head like bring it to me mm-hmm. like come back to me why are you running and then like right when she got done praying there was a song playing in the background I can't remember what it was but the words were like give it to God give it all to God quit running I'm like what is going on? And like, I'm not, I really can't even put words to it, but like, I've never, I've only felt that like once or twice in my life and it was so crazy. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I know you, earlier this week, we kind of talked, you talked about one in in your life. Yeah, one I've not really shared with many people either, but we were talking about, yeah, supernatural experiences and I was in college, probably a sophomore, and I lived like three hours away, so that was just like a good three-hour drive time, like listen to music, and I would do a lot of praying, um, just sharing like frustrations, because I felt like 
you know, like I shared earlier, like I knew I was supposed to be at Northwestern and doing what I was doing, but like these magical things weren't happening in my life. And so I was sharing that with God. It was just a lot of frustration. It was a lot of venting and I was just frustrated with being single, with stuff going on with friends, with feeling lonely and alone and um, had music playing. And then it's just, I don't know if it was a real voice, you know, out loud, if anybody else would have heard it or not, but just a very clear, like, I want to give you the desires of your heart. Please be patient. And I knew it was supernatural because it freaked me out. Like, I, I just remember I was like, stopped the music, and you're like, where did that come from? Like, that was not in a song. I don't think that was in my head. I'm, that's certainly what I wouldn't say to myself right now. Like, I just knew it was of God because it scared me in a way, I guess. Um, and so it's like, I don't know if I still really understand what, like, God was fully saying to me within that, but it's like, I, I know that was of God. So I yeah. know he really cares. I know he really hears. I don't yet know if I understand what that's going to look like in my life, but um, it was definitely a supernatural yeah. experience. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, this, and these are things that, like, haven't happened to all of us. Mm-hmm. I know I've talked to a few of you, and a few of you have even had some things like this in your life. But uh, So why are we up here? Why are we talking about mm-hmm. this? Uh, I'm going to invite the band up, by the way. You guys can come up. But uh, why are we talking about this? Um, our lives have been radically changed by Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, we believe that Jesus was a real person that lived on this earth sent by God and died on the cross and rose from the grave and ascended into heaven. Um, but our lives have been changed. Mm-hmm. We are different people. Definitely. And uh, we're so passionate about this because like, we want this for you guys. We want you to experience this. And I know that like some of you have, some of you are at a spot in your life where where you've made that commitment, um, you've made that step towards Jesus, and I know that there's some of you in the crowd that haven't. And like Brad was saying earlier, like, that's okay, and we're like really glad that you guys are here, and we love you. Um, But we wanna help you move to this, we wanna help you understand this, we wanna create a culture, we wanna create a space for you guys to come and ask questions and feel comfortable, and not have it become weird with like all these this church lingo and stuff um, and I know that there's some of you in the crowd that might say that you're a Christian but deep down inside like you know maybe you're really not at that point um, maybe uh, maybe you have some questions things you don't understand but uh, you just feel like you can't really ask the questions because you've been hiding behind those words for so long. I'm a Christian. I go to big house. I go to church. So uh, we encourage you guys, like, uh, talk to us. Talk to your leaders. That's why we're here. I've said this so many times before. Our lives have been changed, and this is why we're here. We want to help you guys. So if you have questions, ask questions. Don't be ashamed of that. Um, If you're wondering about something, talk to us. understand that following Jesus doesn't mean you're happy all the time. 
doesn't mean you like life all the time and it doesn't mean like that you never question or get frustrated or don't understand and I know for me like um, there's this freedom that comes when you can like say that to somebody you trust like I do believe in God I do love Jesus but man I feel like life sucks right now and I think I shouldn't feel that way but I do um, like you experience God when you say that because you realize you need God and that's what he wants from you. He wants you to realize you need him. You need a relationship with him. But I also know sometimes it's just in our brains, like, that's not okay to say. Like, if I really am following Jesus, then I'm, I got to have it together. It means I always have joy and I'm happy. And, like, we've lived it. We know that's not true. And I just know there's, like, good that comes from being able to be honest. Because, like, people are able to then speak truth and share, like, good things with you. And, like, that's what we want small groups to be, like, not a place where you always get the right answer, um, but a place where maybe you're talking about something you heard tonight and you feel like you could say like, I don't know if I agree with that. I don't know if I really believe that. Um, Or I know maybe it's saying that like thing that you've just never said out loud before, that thing you're struggling with, that anger you're holding on to. I think we just all have these things that maybe we even believe about ourselves that we've never said out loud before. But I know for me, when I've had a moment of saying that to someone, like, oh, like, it's kind of like that scripture of like talked about light and darkness. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot overcome it. Like that's what happens when you share that thing you've never shared before. Like it's no longer in the dark, like light comes to it. Like you're freed from that lie about yourself. Like Nikki and I just had a conversation like that a couple of weeks ago where like we were just talking, we were sharing about things we're struggling with. And I just shared like, here's kind of what I think about myself a lot of the time. And I know it's not really true, but it's my insecurity that I keep thinking about myself. And so I shared that with a friend and she was able to say, no, that's not true about you. And like, it, that, there's freedom. There's light that comes to that. Yeah. And like, that's part of what's changed me. And it's like, we want you guys to experience that. Yeah. So we're gonna pray, and we're gonna move into a time of worship. Um, and what Brad was saying earlier, like, let's do this differently. Let's remember why we're doing this. And you know, it's so often we say, uh, Maybe you need to get right with God. Maybe you need to do some business with God. Maybe, you know, you need to do this or that. But why don't we just take this time and and talk to God? Be honest with God, where we're at, what we're struggling with. And maybe tell someone about that later. Um, Come talk to Christina or I. I mean, we're here. Um, You're a small group leader. Um, But let's, let's let's do this differently, tonight especially. So, let's pray to Jesus. Want to start? Um, God, I'm going to pray for our students to be brave tonight. I'm going to ask you to give them some courage because I think there's some people here that just need to be honest. They need to be real honest um, about where they're at with you, God. I hope they can just feel that freedom that it's okay if they don't feel right with you. If they're struggling to believe something, maybe there's a lie that they're believing about themselves, God, and they just need to say it out loud. Let it come to light. Um, Let light shine on that lie. And so I'm going to pray for our students to have courage and to be brave. Um, And I want to thank you for them, God, for each and every one, each student, each leader in this room. Um, There's something about you they're attracted to, God, and that is why they're here. 
so that I ask that you keep drawing them close to you and keep revealing yourself to them. Um, let tonight just be a night of honesty, God. God, you know us inside and out, each and every single one of us. I just think that's such a cool thing, uh, that you know us and you want us. You want to be in relationship with us. Um, so God, let us take steps closer to you, whatever that looks like tonight. Help us with that. Um, reveal yourself to us. God, you are a good, good father. Help us love you more. Help us understand you more. God, we thank you. We love you and help us trust you more fully. Amen.